in the beginning. These words tend to race by our modern ears, but imagine if John's gospel started out with four score and seven years ago. Our ears would perk up as we'd all be thinking to ourselves, that sounds an awful lot like Abraham Lincoln. But for John, starting off his gospel with the words, in the beginning was no accident. This very phrase John uses to start his gospel would have caught the attention of ancient ears because it is the exact same phrase we hear in chapter 1, verse 1 of Genesis. In the beginning. John is about to give us a different spin on creation going back to a time before humans ruled the world, before animals roamed the earth, before creatures dwelt in the sea, in fact, before land and sea even existed itself, and even before the existence of light. Literally, in the beginning. Just the Holy Trinity. Was the word, John proceeds, One of the hardest parts of translating from one language to another is that sometimes we miss out on cultural connotations. One word does not map cleanly to another or it loses some of its meaning. In English, a word is just a string of letters or figuratively a sign of trust. I gave her my word. But in Greek, the word logos is steeped in meaning. Yes, it translates as word, but figuratively it means something much deeper. It refers to the order of a system, like how electrons spin around the nucleus of an atom, or even more deeply, a system's overarching purpose, its plan. So in the beginning was the plan. In the beginning, John tells us, were the three persons of the Trinity bound together as one substance by a divine love. And out of that love, our world would be created. And out of creation, they would want love. That was the plan. But love is not forced, it is entered into freely. And so imparted into the order, imparted into the plan of the universe was a choice, a choice to love, a choice to love God and a choice to love the icons of God, every person and every living being. So now with the plan in place, it was time for creation. But imagine the weight of God's omniscience at the moment right before creation. The desire to love and the hope to be loved, all being held in tension with an absolute knowledge that at times we would fail to do so. A knowledge that time after time, God would have to raise prophet after prophet to remind us I desire steadfast love not sacrifices, and that time after time we would eventually fall back into our old ways. 
Imagine that knowledge that in the fullness of time, God would even become the sacrifice nailed to a cross to bear witness to that divine love for us. And imagine a knowledge that even after that, we would still fail to love because our love has limits. But God's love for us was so deep. God's mercy toward us was so wide. God's hope for each and every one of us was so unbridled that God couldn't help but to shout, let there be light. And that light was the life of the world, a promise of steadfast love, a covenant to be with us always until the end of the age. I will be your God and you will be my people forever. John's creation story tells us God's innermost thoughts, that in the beginning I loved you and I called you into being. In the beginning I knew you, your strengths and your weaknesses. In the beginning I smiled as you did my will, I wept as you walked away, and I rejoiced as you came back. In the beginning, I stretched out my arms to bear your yoke, and I offered myself on the cross to make your burden light. In the beginning, I loved you, and you are marked as mine forever. John captures the entire plot of salvation in 18 tiny verses, creation, fall, and redemption. This is how John begins his gospel. Then he spends the rest of the book showing us how God so loved the world, walking on water with a hand extended for when things get too rough, restoring the sight of the blind so that all might walk in his light, and through his glorious resurrection, destroying death and redeeming our sin-stained souls. Maybe it's hard to imagine a God who loved the world, who loved us this much. A God who before creation came into being knew that we would turn our backs on our very creator and on each other. Maybe it's hard to believe that there's a God who still loves us because of those things we've done or those things we've left undone, those times we failed to love, those times when we forgot about the plan. At the end of John's Gospel, Thomas couldn't bring himself to believe in a God that loved him, that loved us that much either. But Christ says, see my hands, feel my side, and believe. And blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. A love 
forever in spite of everything. That was God's plan in the beginning.